Oh, hello, hello, and welcome to the Calmed Education Podcast. Let's talk hair. My name is Araz. I'm your host, industry vet for 20-something years, made a lot of mistakes, learned a lot of shit, and my goal is to really uh, contribute to this industry with what I have learned along the way. And Combed Education is a passion project where I get to do just that. There's the blog, there's the podcast, there's the website, and I also have an online course with a couple other things coming. So if you haven't yet, definitely go to combededucation.com. You learn about the fundamentals. You can learn a little bit about who I am, if you care. Um, And if this is not your first time here and you've been here before and you enjoy this podcast, please like and rate and review and subscribe, all of the things, you know. Honestly, what that does for me is when my content is highly rated or people like it, then the algorithms show it to other people so that the word can spread. If you don't want to do that, that's cool. I'm mad at you. Um, Just a request. Okay, so let's get nerdy. Today, we're going to talk about um, some sciencey stuff to the best of my knowledge. And today, I want to talk about alkalizers. So if you've listened or if you've watched, you know that I cover on this podcast everything from interviewing some dope-ass people to business stuff to hair stuff to social media stuff to color stuff. And so today, we're going to be a little nerdy. We're going to talk about alkalizers um, because, honestly, there are three main alkalizers that are used in most oxidative color. And I want to share with you what I have found about these alkalizers and what makes them each different. But before we get into it, this is going to be short and sweet, but I want to know, or I want to tell you, do you even know what an alkalizer is? What does it do? Because I think most of the time we think of alkalizers as ingredients that create lift, right? I mean, if a product is alkaline, that means it can lift, right? Well, kind of. So One purpose of an alkalizer is to maintain the alkalinity in the tube or the bottle of hair color. Something you need to know is that all oxidative color, oxidative color meaning it needs developer, all oxidative color is alkaline in the tube or the bottle. It has to be alkaline in the tube or the bottle for those dye molecules to survive and not break down. So your Shades EQ, your Caloroglass, your Cream, all of it is alkaline, okay? It is because those dye intermediaries need to survive and not degrade. So there you go. So uh, that is what the alkalizer does. Okay, it keeps it alkaline. Another purpose of using an alkalizer is to raise the pH of the hair and diffuse and swell the cuticle layers so that the hair coloring process can occur. Without alkalinity, No swelling of the cuticle is going to happen and no oxidative dyes are going to get deposited into the hair and ultimately no hair coloring is going to happen. And then lastly, an alkalizer kind of initiates the oxidation process with the developer. So when the developer is mixed in with the color, which has the alkalizer in it, that alkalinity allows the developer to release its oxygen and create what we call lift or undertone, okay? So let me share with you the three most common alkalizers that are used and what I know about them. So the number one most common alkalizer used and most oxidative color is ammonia, okay? I know recently ammonia has had a bad rap, but a lot of that is marketing. So let's talk about what ammonia is, okay? Ammonia is basically a gas. It's an alkalizer. It's a gas, which means that it can dissipate and evaporate in a short amount of time. It is a gas. It goes boop, boop, boop. 
right? Ammonia is one of the most common alkalizers used in permanent color. It is the smallest in size with a molecular weight of 17. And ammonia is highly, highly efficient in swelling those cuticle layers. Um, colorants that use ammonia as the main alkalizer will generally give you the best lift and probably the most optimal gray coverage, especially for resistant hair. So if you've used a color that is ammonia free and you're trying to get gray coverage on resistant hair, you may have found that you have had some challenges. And that is because the alkalizer that they're using is probably not strong enough um, to get the gray coverage that you need to oxidize those dyes and all of that. <clears throat> Most color lines, though, have between 1.5 to 3.5% ammonia in each tube or bottle. This is going to be important because when we talk about what couple of the other alkalizers, you'll see how much more you need to get not even close to what ammonia can do. So the second most common alkalizer used is MEA. MEA is also known as monoethanolamine, and it is used in most ammonia-free, uh, permanent and demi-permanent colors. So MEA, unlike ammonia, which is a gas, MEA is a liquid-based alkalizer, and it will not dissipate, okay? So MEA actually has to be removed from the hair, or it can continue to process. It'll continue to oxidize dye molecules, and it's going to dry out and fade out the color, okay? MEA is odorless, but that doesn't mean shit. Okay, because just because it's odorless, it does not mean that it's not a chemical. It does not mean that it's not an alkalizer. It's just in order for you to smell something, it has to get into the air so that you can smell it with MEA. It's just in the color so that it's not giving off the fume. This is how I understand it. Okay, um, it is larger in size with a molecular weight of 61 compared to ammonia, which is 17. MEA does not have the power, okay, to efficiently fracture melanin and create sustainable lift for brighter and lighter colors and gray coverage. Okay. So that when you, when your color is ammonia free, they're using MEA. So if you're using an MEA based color, like I said earlier, you'll probably notice that you're not getting sufficient gray coverage. You'll probably notice that you're not getting a lot of lift. And that's because MEA is not known for that. MEA is not strong enough to create lift. And in fact, most color lines use between 6 to 10% of MEA in their color compared to 1.5 to 3.5 of ammonia. So you need a shit ton more MEA to not even get the results of ammonia. This is not good. This is not bad. I'm just telling you what I know. Take what works, leave what doesn't. The last one is AMP, also known as aminomethylpropanol. Okay. This is most commonly used in demi-permanent colors. Um, the molecular weight of AMP is 89, much larger, okay, compared to MEA, which is 71, I'm sorry, 61, and then compared to ammonia, which is 17, okay? So the molecular weight is higher, and these larger molecules make it more difficult to penetrate and diffuse those cuticle layers without causing existential damage, and uh, really makes it difficult to get the color into the cortex, meaning there's a lot less chance of efficient lift. However, that is perfect for deposit only. Okay, so if you're trying to deposit only an AMP as an alkalizer used, cool. It's not going to give you a lot of lift. It's going to keep those dye molecules in that bottle or the tube in an alkaline environment so they don't degrade. And then when you mix it with developer, you're going to get a beautiful deposit only color. MEA, kind of in between, 
And then ammonia is going to be your strongest. So like I said, short, sweet, to the point episode, sharing what I know about these three different alkalizers. If you go back in the history of the podcast, there's episodes on ammonia, episodes on MEA, comparing the two, um, lots of little nuggets of gold there for you. So if you found this valuable, if you found this helpful, please make sure that you share on story, screenshot that you're listening, tag me in it. Um, help me spread the word for this podcast. Uh, and come back next week for another amazing episode. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.